Hello, word nerds. Oh, no, wait. This is yeah, I didn't know what was going on already. <laughs> um, I actually probably will put the audio of this up on um, my dictionary feed. But it's not a dictionary episode. This is not a dictionary episode. Sorry, everybody, if that confused you. <laughs> um, this this is a total experiment. Uh, this is my friend Jonah here. Jonah and I have known each other since we were three years old, almost 40 years. Mm. Can you believe that? No, I can't. I can't, I can't either. I can't believe it. So basically, what we are doing here today, if you couldn't tell from the thumbnail and the title that I will put in later, is we are going to watch a movie and we're going to talk about it while we're watching it. Um, this is a total experiment and really this comes from me just wanting to talk about movies. I have loved movies my whole life and I every time I watch a movie, I just want to talk about it and usually i'm in a situation where i shouldn't be talking out loud like at home with my wife or in the theater and there's i just have so many thoughts going through my head especially if i'm a little high and <laughs> i have thoughts from the production what's going through the actors minds um the story the light i mean like any anything nothing's off the table my brain is just filled with thoughts i can't guarantee that all of it is particularly interesting or funny or entertaining but these are just the things that i think about so a few weeks ago maybe a month or two ago uh, sharon and i decided to watch gaslight from 1944 and it was one of those times i just had a whole bunch of thoughts and <laughs> i think what happened was I think what had happened was, uh, after the movie or near the end of the movie, I was thinking about the the soundtrack, and I I thought, well, we'll we'll get more into this, but basically, um, I thought it would be interesting or funny if this film had a completely different soundtrack. It's very dramatic. It's from the '40s. Uh, the movie is very dramatic, but I was like, well, what would you what would it be like if you had sort of a more silly soundtrack to it? And so I texted Jonah. And because he's my music guy, <laughs> and uh, and I'll, I mentioned something like, you know, at some point in the future, would you ever, yes, want, you know, redo the score to this entirely this two-hour-long movie or a scene or something like that? Right. And I think you said, I love that movie. Right. Great idea. You're a genius, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what it was. I think so. I mean, I I don't know what prompted you to reimagine a score of a movie, but like, it. This is a movie that I was uh, shown, and I can talk more about it later, uh, but when I was in college or after college by a guy named Rand Blake, a musician, but who uses film, is inspired by film, and if you hang out with Rand, you definitely get all of that. So he just shows scenes. He just, well, you'll go into his room, maybe you've had dinner, um, he'll serve a drink, lower the lights, and just show like a scene from Dr. Mabuse or um, Chabrol or some something you've pretty much probably never seen. Uh, although I, I, I am curious how much that's changed because now we have access to so many more things. So mm. um, I would imagine that maybe some of his students, but I, you know, there's, it's too deep. He's a he's very much a fan of Hitchcock, and as we'll see, this movie kind of has sort of some Hitchcock esque sure. tones to it or crossovers. Um, but yeah, so I that was my background with the movie was just he showed you a scene. He showed me he showed us a scene, and you just get it out of context. And so when that scene comes up, I think I'll, I'll yeah. point it out. But you get no context for it, and it's sort of like you know 
what do you think about this? What do you think is going to happen to her? What do you think is going? What do you what do you think is going on? So it, so it wasn't specifically about the music, although I'm sure that was no, part of it. No, it was, it was just, very much not about the music. Scene. He pays attention to those things. I mean, Bernard Herrmann, who did not do the score, uh, is one of his main influences, big influences, I should say. And um, I this the composer for this, Roska or Milos. Roska. This is a good question. Well, I, 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 we looked at it before. Yeah. Um, I, when I looked into it a little bit, I, I, I saw, oh, he's written a few like jazz standards. He's done a lot of good uh, sound, you know, scoring. Um, one of the, it's he sounds like one of the big studio composers. So, and I, I, I have no doubt that Rand was influenced by it. But it's strictly a scene based on nothing that you see, and this is the magic I think of, uh, in some ways of, of film but really of all art is just sort of like catching yourself in another world and what is going on and um it's it's funny because now well i've seen the movie several more times i think it's been on tcm or something i've watched it i've shown it to my wife just a, a scene or two and you know you do the same kind of thing where you're like oh just this one scene and um uh yeah i mean i will the experience with, that we watch it today will be unique, um, but it will also be based on the prior experiences watching it. Right, right. And I wouldn't probably want to do this if I hadn't seen the movie already. You know, yeah. um, yep. I think you need at least one viewing. So uh, I definitely didn't say this before. Spoilers. This this is this is something that if, if this is interesting and fun for you, uh, just know that there are spoilers coming. We're going to talk about the movie as if you had seen it before. Um, I'm going to put a graphic at the bottom, and so you can follow along with the time code. If we have to pause, I'm going to say what the time code is. I'll you know I'll I'll help you out if you want to watch along with us. And if not, I'm going to maybe even verbally describe. I think actually a lot of shots in this movie require a bit of a verbal description of what's mm. going on because it is so beautiful yeah I'm um, excited. let's see let, let me check my notes and see this is all you know like i said this is a total experiment um before i forget i gotta do that thing since i'm putting this up on my youtube channel please subscribe if this is something that is after this two plus hour video if you enjoy this subscribe to it let me know i would love to do more of these with you and a bunch of other people maybe yeah. my guest picks the film yeah um because like i said the just talking about movies while I am watching them, I feel like for me is the best way. Like once a movie's done, I feel like I forget everything and I need to like watch it. I need to be reminded of the scenes of what I was thinking at that moment. Uh, that's just how my brain works. So I think this will be fun, I hope. Um, it's This is not a comedy, so we're gonna talk about serious subjects, but also, I kind of want to make fun of it a little bit. Um, I think that it's, you know, we, we got to have, this movie is almost 80 years old. Um, mm. So it's from a totally different time period. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it's going to be. It's a little bit like Mystery Science Theater, Riff Track, something like that, where we're just talking during the movie. Um, so you talked about a bit about your history. Um, let's see, big piece of trivia for this movie. This is based on a play called Gaslight, I think. Uh, might have had a different title. No, it's the same title. It is the same title. A few words instead of one word. <laughs> right, there's a bit of confusion of is it one word, is it two yes. words? I've seen both. I um, think the play was a double, or a two word. A two word. Gaslight. And then, th so then they made, uh, the UK made a version of this film in 1940, and then Hollywood was like, hey, wait a minute. 
we could do a better job. I haven't seen the UK version, but they you said... Can't. I don't think you can anymore. Well, it, it, it does... So what happened was they... They, Hollywood wanted to destroy all the copies of the UK version and say, no, this Hollywood one is the only one that exists. But there were some copies of the UK version that were labeled under a different name. Oh. And so they didn't get destroyed. So wow. it does still exist out there somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where. Wow. But it, it theoretically, it does exist. Okay. Um, there was a remake, I think, within maybe the last few years, oh. but I haven't seen it. Neither have I. Um, I'd be curious to, though. Because one one of the thoughts I had of watching this movie was, well, what what could you do with it these days? Also, that was before everybody knows what word gaslight is now. Yeah, so that's let's, probably a big thing you're you're about to get to. Let's talk about that. Um, oh, real quickly, I'll talk about the Oscars. Uh, it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Um, it won for Best Art Direction, Interior Decoration, uh, Black and White specifically. This was the 40s, so they had a whole Black and mm. White category. It was nominated for Best Black and White Cinematography, nominated for Best Screenplay, uh, nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role by Angela Lansbury. Mm -hmm. Her who, first role. I, her first role. She was... We'll, we'll get a little bit more into it, but... I saw her name in the credits, in the opening credits, and I totally forgot that she was in the movie <laughs> until I looked it up afterwards, and I was like... That's Angela uh, Lansbury? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic role. She was 17, yes. and then she turned 18 during Amazing. the movie. Amazing move. Amazing role. Yeah. Um, and she had never acted before. Uh, winner for Best Actress in a Leading Role by Ingrid Bergman. Yep. Nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role, Charles Boyer. And nominated for Best Picture. So this was a big deal right. when it came out. I, I have some, some direct quotes from Wikipedia just about gaslighting in general. Okay. We've all heard the phrase, and this movie, or this, I guess this play, right. turned UK movie, turned American movie, is where this phrase comes from. Um, if you don't know, it is the subjective experience in which an individual's perception of reality is repeatedly undermined or questioned by another person. So... What does that mean? Well, it's different from normal relationship disagreements because one partner is consistently listening and considering the other partner's perspective on the world, but then the other partner is, if it's a two-partner situation, the other partner is consistently negating the other's perception, insisting that they are wrong or telling them that their emotional reaction is irrational or dysfunctional. So if we were in a relationship, Jonah, no, I'm sorry, Everything that you, you think about what's going on, you're wrong, um, I'm right, and the person who is being told that they're wrong over and over and over again, over weeks and months and possibly years, starts to believe that, and that's where the, the problem or, is. Or you, I think it's, uh, there's a more subtle version, and I, it ha I think it has to do with the dynamics that exist in any conversation. And one person is always sort of um, clearing the way for the other person, and it, I, you know, I, it, it might not be. This is obviously predetermined. There's a reason for why one person is gaslighting the other person in this um, movie, but I think that, and I think maybe that's where the definition exists in in a, the purposeful uh, manipulation of the other person. But I think. I mean, as we get into this, I feel like there's so many sort of, uh, I don't know, reflections of gaslighting in um, other things. For example, I'll just I'll throw this out there right now. But if if you are 
the the if the recipient the recipient well let's say let's say we're all watching the movie to some extent like every audience member that watches a movie is getting gaslit or as wikipedia says gaslighted gas oh very good very yeah. good and maybe that's maybe that's a little too um maybe i'm stretching it a little too much maybe that exceeds like the the strict definition of gaslighting mm. but there is this a always a i mean the audience wants to you want to be gaslighted right you know right. there's a but there's that dynamic that exists so um i think uh it's a it's an interesting what's what's fascinating to me is how prolific the word has become yeah yeah so a, a bit more uh information on it um and this is this is really key to what's been going on now. Um, according to Robin Stern, a PhD, co-founder of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, that's an interesting wow. role, um, quote, gaslighting is often used in an accusatory way when somebody may just be insistent on something or somebody may be trying to influence you. That is not what gaslighting is. Great. Really important distinction yeah. because, because it has gotten into our vernacular so much in the last five or 10 years, uh a lot of people misuse it misuse it in situations that like no i'm not gaslighting you right this is not one of those situations i'm just disagreeing with right. you right very important yeah um some motivations of, of where gaslighting comes from um it is a way to control the moment stop conflict ease anxiety and feel in control and in control is the really big part of it i think um, however, it often deflects responsibility and tears down the other person. Some may gaslight their partners by denying events, including personal violence. Again, that is a huge, huge, huge component. That's what Sharon and I talked a lot about after the film, is that that's probably one of the more common situations. Right. As somebody who's being uh, abusive emotionally and physically to their partner uh, and say, no, no, that's not happening at right. all. I'm not right. being violent. Yes. Um, and then and then they start to believe it right that's the, you, right yes that's the key part yep um the the word gaslight is weird until you see the movie you know it's like well why is it gaslight well mm -hmm. you'll you have to watch the movie mm -hmm. um how to stop gaslighting well the person who's doing the gaslighting um those who gaslight must attain greater emotional awareness and self-regulation so they need to I can't imagine this ever happens <laughs> or rarely happens, but they have to look at themselves, maybe go through therapy and realize, <laughs> oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm being a butthead. Right. They have to use their powers for good. Yes, exactly. Um, and then on the other side, those being gaslighted must learn that they do not need others to validate their reality and they need to gain self-reliance and confidence in defining their own reality. Uh, so... Clearly, this is a huge topic. This is something that therapy could be a big help with. Um, medical gaslighting, I have not heard of this one, but it totally makes sense. It's an informal term that refers to patients having their real symptoms dismissed or downplayed by medical professionals, leading to incorrect diagnoses. Mm. Women and racial minorities are more likely to be affected by the phenomenon, which is not at all surprising. Right, given we keep hearing about all these things, yeah. Yeah. Um, in 19, uh, 2022, <laughs> Merriam-Webster named gaslighting as its word of the year due to the vast increase in channels and technologies used to mislead and the word becoming common for the perception of deception. The perception of deception, wow. that's a good phrase there too. 
Um, so yeah, last year, 2022. Well, I was... thought that it was a, a big buzzword. I know that it kind of started around 2016 and it became a huge, like, everybody knew what it was around 2018, I think. Yeah, it, th those those numbers are exactly right. It was definitely in the mid 2010s, late 2010s, where it really started to I pick up. I wonder why. <laughs> no, why? I have no idea what happened. I don't know. Um, let's see. Okay. I think the rest of this, um, I'm probably going to save for when we're actually talking about it. Um, any last, uh, thoughts, comments before we get started? No, I have no idea who's watching this. So I have no, I have no idea what to say to that person, this gonna, but this is going to last forever. <laughs> I know that's what's weird. Somebody's going to watch it and I don't know what, what, how they're coming to it. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, I, I at least read the, the plot so you you're not distracted by that I guess but maybe you just want to like go, jump in go. and and watch it for the first time while we're talking over it so yeah and I'm kudos you know, to you you're not gonna hear the movie you're not gonna see the movie because of legality issues I'm not gonna do any of that which is why you know we got the headphones on so we can hear it we're watching it but the time code will be at the bottom of the screen um, we're going to describe maybe certain scenes or what's going on in certain scenes. I think that'll be helpful. Um, Wikipedia has the whole plot. What I will say, the, the very first thing, I'll just get you set up into this situation. The first line of the plot is, in 1875, that's when this starts, and I think the rest of the movie takes place in maybe 1900, closer to the turn of the century, right, probably. Right, something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe 1890, time. something like that. Right, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. So it starts in 1875 when world-famous opera singer Alice Alquist is murdered at her London home and her niece Paula is sent to Italy to follow in her footsteps to become a singer. So for some reason the niece was living with the singer when the murder happened and yeah. you'll see... Ingrid Mergman um, having a shocked look on her face as they lead her out. But, yeah. Well, it's a child, uh, a child first, and then she later she grows up. To oh, I thought it was Bergman. I thought it was her, Ingrid Bergman in the movie. It might be. I don't know. I just watched it. Uh, let's watch it. Let's find out. Let's find out. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay, we are. Uh, uh, by the way, we're watching this on Amazon. If you have the Amazon Prime currently in 2023 in July, it is free. Um, I don't know when I'm going to put this up, probably in August. So we're starting literally at zero, and we're hitting play in three, two, one, go. All right, hopefully that stays. All right, MGM feature presentation. It's PG. I'm glad I'm old enough to watch this movie. <laughs> How old do you have to be to watch PG movie? Um, well, parental guidance, so, so any age. Oh, okay. Uh, probably, oh, without parental guidance, maybe like five Oh. Ten? I don't know. <laughs> All, right. All right. So. Important. The The background for the intro credits is a wall with um, with a, a lamp on the wall uh, that has, a, you know, a flame. This is the 1800s. There's a flame. And I believe it is lit with gas. Right. Uh, interesting pattern on the wallpaper. Um, screenplay, which one? Uh... Uh, a nominated nominated I Patrick yeah. Hamilton's wrote the original uh, play. David, you saw David Oselznik. He was one of the studio moguls, and mm. I'm I'm really, I I'm curious. But anytime I start learning about the history, my eyes glaze over. So it's kind of this like double thing where I'm I want to know who who is who are the the main people and all these names. You know, they were all running around in the studio system. Um, by Arthur Hornblow Jr., directed by George Cooker. Can Cooper. you hear it okay? Oh, I can't hear it at all. 
How about now? Wait. Yeah, I can hear it now. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, your uh, your headphones were down. Oh. All right, so we are starting with um, somebody lighting a street lamp on the the old streets of London. Um, so I guess the idea is that there's gas coming out, and then they have to literally light mm-hmm. it. They've got this long pole. We're at Thornton Square. Somebody is reading a newspaper that talks about a strangler who's still at large. There's a murder unsolved at Thornton Square. And this is presumably where it happened? Yep, number nine. That is Ingrid Bergman. That's what I thought. Oh, crap. It's all right. right. So there must not be that much of a difference between when she was a child. Well, that's... No, they just actually... They they just... That was a little girl there. That... They just had two different actors. One was a little girl. One was... So they... At the close-ups, they shot her. And then of the far shots, they they, uh, had a little girl. Really? I did not even notice. Yes. I didn't notice that either. Um, So they just gave her some makeup... To make her look really young, yeah, but it, you're right about the, the the time. It's maybe ten years, twelve years. I don't know. Maybe a little bit more, maybe less. Um, she's supposed to be a little girl. It's still a little weird that, you know, you're living, because she's gonna come back later. Like, you know. Ooh, this is interesting. He's he's telling her not to look back, and you gotta forget about your past. Which, Which is, is a, also a bit of gaslighting. Yes, exactly. It's a classic gaslighting. And it's, so he's explaining we're going to go to Italy and you're going to become a great singer. The future, not the past. Yeah, this is all fodder for... Don't worry about it. Just do what you're told. Fade out. Intro's done. Now we come into... She's learning from Maestro Guardi. In Italy. He's a teacher of singing. <laughs> Bluthner is a real piano company. Oh, cool. This is, uh, at this point, Ingrid Bergman is uh, well on her way to being a big star. Or no, she's already a big star. She was in Casablanca two years ago in 1942. Mm-hmm. So she's already a big star. Um, So her singing teacher is telling us she's she's distracted, uh, she's not paying attention. I mean, she sounded really good. Yeah, I don't think that was actually her. But no, she does I don't sound think good. That was she did sound good. Her, uh, I I cannot get past all the details and and, and make sense that it won an award, Academy Award for set design because there's just so many details from her dress to the windows, what's behind the windows, the shades, the plants, all that. Stuff on the piano. Why would you have all that stuff on the piano if you're a teacher? But yeah, it's just fill everything filled up and lit perfectly. Lit perfectly. Yes, yeah. amazing lighting. Um, so she thinks that she doesn't have the voice, but he's telling it's he's telling her it's her heart that's not into it. You look happier, you sing worse? Is that what he said? Ah, he thinks she's in love. Ooh. Um, He's big right thing that. to think of, he is. The big thing to think about, to notice, I think, throughout this movie is the light and the dark. Hmm. Because they play with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like there there was color uh, film I mean, yeah, they- happening at this time. So it was just question of who's using what 
So maybe some of the, um, the, you know, it's almost like it gets paid attention to extra, extra special. She leans into the dark at that moment because she's, uh, I'm not totally paying attention to the words because we're talking, but she, she very, very clearly she goes into the shadows. Yeah. Talked about tragedy. I think she was talking about her aunt dying. Right. And now she comes, he's telling her. (laughs) Back into the light. Back into the light. So she admitted she's in love, and he wants to meet the man. He he's encouraging her to pursue her her heart. And that's saying, I think, basically. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a little, it's a little old fashioned that you can only do one or the other. Right, right. <laughs> it's a little odd, especially you know, when you listen, read the words. Yeah jacket he's wearing is it's fantastic (laughs) it's there's a lot of texture everywhere on the door there's texture on the walls on the on the stairs um the black and white really is uh like yeah you're right on about the 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 lights and the darks oh they they positioned his face perfectly in that little thing so she left the singing she sees she meets the the piano the guy who's playing the piano during her lesson she meets up with him and they start making out Frantically, no, not it's it's a nineteen forties kiss. Um, so he's the one that she's in love with. Charles Boyer, do you know anything about him? Not really. And she said, I don't know anything about him. Oh, so he's he's asking her, Are you afraid of me? Are you afraid of me? Why would you be asking somebody if you're afraid of them? It seems so suspicious. Sorry, let's just say it right now. He's gonna gaslight her. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the beginning, and we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> he is jumping into this relationship so fast. Well, we don't know anything about them prior to this no. scene. And I wonder if the play is any different, or if the other movie is any different. But yeah, it, it, it does sort of start to happen very quickly. Yeah. So she wants to take a break, a vacation. So he's been he's been real obvious about his love for her. He loves her right. so so much. It's hard to watch this and read it at the same time. No, I was gonna say imagine like forgetting what we we know, right. forgetting what that. It's, he's clearly set up to be uh, the villain. But you might not know that the first time you watch it. No, but in not very long, she looks it like a really paint, She looks like a painting in this. Oh, and here she hears the... Uh, this, uh, this is the Hitchcock influence, I feel like. Hitchcock always has a character that's, that's like, obsessed with murder. And, oh. and just, like, you know, just... Likes talking about it to whomever. <laughs> I love this lady. She's on a train. There's an old lady who is reading a murder book. <laughs> a murder book. That's what they're called. A murder book. I mean, it's a book about murder. Right. She she is the 1900 version of the true crime enthusiasts today. Right. 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 And you will see more of her later. And and it's uh, funny enough. She kind of reminds me uh, in that interest of murder of Angela Lansbury as Murder uh, She Wrote. Oh yeah. Got to get that role. Yeah. 
both Ingrid Bergman and uh, Charles Boyer are not British. Ingrid Bergman's from Sweden, Sweden? maybe. Yeah, yeah, Charles Boyer is from I don't know where. They're both stars. That they got to play. Well, is he even British in the movie, or is he Italian? Because they were in Italy. It's a, it's so unclear, and she's not saying where she's from. They're just like, yeah, don't worry about it. Are you yeah. from England? No, 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 we're not. No, but so the the this this woman that she's talking to mentions Thornton Square, right? Which we know that's where she grew up. Yes, but you know she's very obviously concerned about that, but doesn't say that that's where she grew up. She's she, being, she's holding the old very close to the chest. You can see her distraught. Uh, you, you know her her mood change. She's playing with the cookie, which is actually kind of a kind of a um, what do you call it? The uh, uh, method acting technique. Method actors mm. often do stuff with their hands. Like um, if you imagine Brando in I was um, do something. Yeah, yeah, he's always doing something. She was kind of playing with her cookie a little bit, but this is 1944, so. Um, Mm-hmm. Early. Mm-hmm. Before, before method acting was a thing. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting a lot of exposition here about um, the murder of her aunt, and she has to pretend like she doesn't know about anything about that, but clearly she's distraught. Oh, this was the first scene that they shot, mm. her and Charles. And so she gets off the train, and I think they just start making out. He grabs her. Okay, my question is, how did he get there before her? <laughs> now, clearly, she must not have left immediately, but he knew where she wanted to go, so he, he was on a train first. He was meeting her there. Um, yes, that's not... <laughs> I love that reaction. The old lady thinks that she just met a stranger and started kissing him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of sort of uh, misunderstanding or... or uh... This is a, another fantastic set. This set is insane. They're they're at Hotel Del Lago, the hotel on the lake. Um, there's literally water outside of their steps. They look like it looks like a castle. Yeah, it does look like a castle. Uh. I think every scene you just have to pay attention to the cinematography, the lighting. I mean, it's just so absolutely beautiful. perfect hair. This right guy, out of bed. he is way too perfect. Yes, he, he does everything right. You know, according to, you know, whatever society. <laughs> what are they doing here again? Uh, like she just needed a vacation. That's like, right. That's right. Yeah, just... and he 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 put himself into the vacation. <laughs> he said. I'm going to take over. You wanted to be alone, but no, I, uh... Well, I mean, we have to also remember that this was common. I mean, this was... Men did everything. And that... were expected to do everything at the time. Right. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I... I have to remind myself of, is that not only is this from 80 years ago, and I'm looking at it from a 21st century brain, but it takes place, you know, 50 before years that. before that. Right. Yep. And it's it's so different, and not to mention the fact that it's just highly stylized because it's from the '40s. All the movies were different at that yes. time. Yeah, there's a lot of layers, and um, it's like 
this is what men were expected to do in 1890 something but seen through the eyes of people in 1944 so there's there's uh there's a lot going on yeah and here he He's basically convincing her to move to London. He brings up London as, you know, where, where would we want to live? We get married. Where do we want to go? Paris, Rome. What would you think about London? In the most obvious, creepy <laughs> way possible. Well, and the way he was holding her head there was a little um, serial killer-like. And he is up higher, mm -hmm. looking down, because he's got the control. It's also very dramatic. Yes. Well, it makes sense as it had originated in, in a play. Yeah. yeah, in a in a way, the the dynamics are in every scene, and they're kind of uh, bringing bringing out bringing those things out in on film. Mm -hmm. So, in addition to bringing up London, he is now specifically referencing the exact type of place that she grew up—one of those little London squares where everybody knows everybody. Oh, she finally mentions her home. And that she owns this house that she's never been back to since, what, 10 years earlier? I think he's playing it very... Um, he's he's playing his role uh, pretty ambiguous because, you know, keeping in mind that we wouldn't know the story, you know, we don't know he's the villain. Is he just kind of this, like, uh, you know, stod not stodgy, but muted. I mean, he's not very... Uh, he's doing a lot with his eyes. He's not... He, his emotion is not changing. He speaks in a monotone, and he's sort of moving very slowly. So, um, but you have... Now, we, we know what he's doing, so we can see that he's already in the process of gaslighting her. Yeah, but I'm not sure how ambiguous it is. Now, maybe to audiences in the 40s it was. Yes, I think so. It must have been. It, ha it had to have been, because that's right. the whole... I mean, that's the whole trick with the, the, the movie and the story of it, is that you don't know... I mean, there's we, we, we have a plot twist in everything we watch. There's some development, you know, that, that changes. It's, the plot is twisting. And in this, in this sense, I mean, in this movie specifically, it twists in the way where it's revealed that he's the one that's doing this. But no, we, 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 sh we should remember that that's not clear to the, to the viewer at, at the time. At the time, and that's what blows my mind, is that, it, to me, it seems so friggin' obvious. Yes, yes, Everything yes. he does, he says, the look in his eyes, all that seems overly obvious. Correct, yes. And that's what is baffling to me. Like, how did they not see that? Right, yeah. And, I, you know, it's an 80-year difference in culture. Yeah, and, and also uh, a decision, I mean, I think a, a storytelling decision, you can't reveal too much. Yeah, totally. But could they have made him less obvious? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, um, so we're now at nine Thornton square. Uh, a guy was turning on the water, by the way, that, you know, worker guy had the most, the best hat okay. I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I think workers should wear those hats yeah. again. <laughs> um, and that, you know, the true crime lady is like, what do you turn on the water for? We got some oh, people right. coming in. She's like, Oh, it's you from the train. I think this is like, yeah, a month later, a month later, doggy biscuits. What a coincidence that she is moving in at the exact moment that that the woman is walking, that woman by. Is walking by. And she lives across the street. So many coincidences. 
<laughs> oh, she's so excited. He must be the real estate agent. Yes, or uh, caretaker, they used to call them. Yeah, yeah. The door, the door handles in the middle. That's the old-fashioned doors. Yeah, I mean, in Europe, there's still a lot. Still of, a lot like that. That huh? have yeah, that handle in the middle. Ooh, very right. nice. Now this we get seen. The and I see that, and I can only see. I can remember my first time watching it because uh, you know you just you cannot you can't unsee things. Mm -hmm. So this is a big house. Everything's covered. I mean, it's been empty for years. Now I'm curious when you mentioned the, you said you just thought it should have like a, a silly score or something. Are were you, would you, are you thinking about like would that work over the whole movie or only certain scenes? Okay, so the 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 idea from that came from as we will see more um, in, in coming scenes. I think his his reactions to things are so to me so over the top. Mm. And I don't understand why. Oh, he's lighting. He's lighting the lamp. That's the gas. The gas lamp. Um, he. His his reactions to things are so over the top, and she doesn't see it. And of course, to me, it seems so obvious. <laughs> and all I could think in my mind was like, well, what if it was, um, you know, what if you played this as a comedy? That's what I kept on thinking of. It's like it. It's so obvious. His reactions are so obvious that it seems comedic to me. Um, I could almost see it as like a new version where somebody is playing it very exaggerated to be a comedy and that's where the idea of like a comedic score came in like mm. let's just make it a comedy even though clearly it's not <laughs> or even a cartoon you know cartoons mm. we can make things so much more exaggerated yeah. and i'll i'll mention the certain scenes um <laughs> where it seems so obvious important plot point coming up here uh, we're looking at wardrobe it's broken mm. We are we are setting up a very important object to be discussed later. I feel like her the veil that she was wearing. I mean, it's now over her head. Yeah. But I think that there's definitely some meaning. Yeah. There in you know, there's a separation between her and this house that she's been avoiding for all these years. Right. And now we see the portrait. And the veil is off. Yeah, the veil is off. She reveals the portrait of her aunt above the uh, fireplace. Very much like her. There's too much to look at. Yeah. If it were me moving into this place, I would not be talking and chit-chatting. I would have gotten cleaners in here a month ago to get this place cleaned up. Different times. Different times. I mean, you know, even even back then, how realistic would like, back would then, they have just walked in and started talking about the murders? That back happened? then, when you had a family member murdered that you walked in on, you cleaned it up and got back in there and you started living again, apparently. 
Yeah. Let's get rid of all the things that were your ants. Everything. Well, he's stepping in and uh, being the good guy, telling her to move on. So this is this is half of the gaslighting technique, right? I mean, you have to um, forget the past. Well, you have to convince the other person that you're trustworthy. Gaslighting only works when one person, at, you know, buys into what the other person is telling them. Right. Right. And it does make sense, you know, uh, the idea of let's move on, let's move forward. Sure, yes. And it, again, like if you're watching it and you don't know that he's the killer, you don't necessarily see it on his face. And the, now what he's saying is, you know, maybe earning him a little bit of trust. There's the, the square grand piano. There's a harp. We'll get rid of her music. We'll oh, get rid of right because he's the accompanist, so he knows he knows he how knows, to play. Yeah. Was that me, or did he? Did the music start a little bit before his hands started moving? I think that they might have not have synced that up. That's a good but, question. I wouldn't be surprised. But piano is the number one actor's instrument because you don't have to see it; you can just do the shot from above. Even though you can kind of still tell. Yeah. Um, for me, since I'm a musician, if there's somebody playing a string instrument, I can tell immediately if they're actually playing it or not. Piano is a little harder to tell, but yeah, it's pretty obvious he's not playing. So to me, to, yeah, yeah. Maybe well, you don't to everybody see his hands, else, of course. He's not. Once he stops, the the music keeps going, so his hands are just little. Okay, this Whoa. this yeah, this is a very clear example. So the first thing very clear that he's being suspicious, suspicious is that he starts playing a song and she's like why are you playing that song and then she starts reading a letter and he grabs the letter out of her hand starts yelling at her it's like if if this isn't obvious like he and he tries to play it off and she believes him which i just i can't i can't fathom you know if somebody were to react like that it seems so unrealistic right but again I always have to say, it's a movie from 80 years ago. Right, right. But that's just where my brain goes. It's a movie from 80 years ago, from 80 years ago, about 100 years ago, or yeah, 110 more. years ago. 130, maybe. So she's starting to, starting to sink in. Ah, here like... we have, oh no, we're about to have, not yet. Oh yeah, so the, the, the maid, the, house, the person who's taking care of the house is coming in. She's talking to the true crime lady. I guess this is... Oh, Master says. <laughs> We're setting up that she's part deaf. Yes. And also that that they don't go out very much because Master says. Don't do everything Master says. What was that that I she just took? I don't know, some food from her basket. That was rude. Just steal it. Ah, uh, here we go. Interviewing a new maid or yeah, 
Oh, the cook. That's who she is. Yeah, All that's right. why she had a basket of food. <laughs> I think Angela Lansbury in this role... Tartured. That's what I would say about her. <laughs> and I'm sure the accent was very specific on right. a certain part of London. Absolutely. Where she would have come from. You know, she maybe her morals are a little different. Yep. She's willing to, you know, break the rules a little bit. It's just she's just you just can't take your eyes off her in, in the scenes. Uh, he's, uh... So she's, I think she's already, you know, telling the audience every, wow, what, what a dress. And a hat. Let, Lessie? Bessie? Nancy. Nancy, sorry. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot just happened in those scenes between the dynamics with everybody. Um, lots of underlying subtexts. Oh, yes. Too much to discuss. <laughs> There's, yeah. So fast. It, it, it does happen so quickly. But that's what good actors do. He's giving her a brooch. And this definitely is an important piece. I don't remember any of, any of these little details. But that dress, wow. Um, there's always there's always this symbolism between white things and purity. I think in oh. this case is this is the whitest costume we've seen so far. Yep. Her her happiness. She's going out. Uh, so the brooch is going in because the pin isn't very strong. So. More, more gaslighting here. I'm putting the brooch in your purse. Don't forget it that I put it in here. Making a point to do that. Yeah. But it'll come back later on. He's being such a little asshole. <laughs> so I guess they haven't really been out in no. weeks. Yes, oh. I think so. I need one of those hats, one of those top hats. Uh, Tower of London. I wonder if that was a re that must have been a real outside area that they should. No, that could look. have been a set. That was big. Yep. The background went far. Yep. Yep. The big ass church there. Yep. I mean, I don't think that they built the church. I think it was a. A paint. I don't know. It looked, either it either a, it does it does. I'd have to look again. I don't know if they shot on location. I probably I don't think anybody was shooting on location unless it was yeah, special. I, I love this guy is describing uh basically somebody getting their head chopped off in such a monotone, yes. uninteresting way. Again, it's it's sort of murder murderous discussions that are you know, talked about casually. 
The limbs were torn from their sockets. <laughs> she can't find her brooch, right? Or something. She's looking through her purse. She can't find something. She can't find something. She goes off to a very creepy part of the Tower of London. The shadows. Shadows are huge in this yeah. movie. We only see her shadow, and then he comes in. He wants to experience her turmoil. Any chance he can get to uh, change her mind. Mm -hmm. Right, about going out. Everybody's dressed up. Joseph Cotton, our, our hero, enters the movie. I think people should dress up like this on Sundays. I agree. Especially that guy holding the staff. The axe thing, yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this is definitely rear projection. Yes, you can. I want to see the back behind the scenes of this. Are they walking in place more than likely? They gotta be. There's no treadmill, probably. No. Yeah, that's true. No, well, I, you could pull the camera back and still try to follow them and just... But if it. it's a rear projection, uh, the camera isn't moving. Right. So, yeah, I think they're just faking walking in place. Well, that's pretty good. That's it's pretty good do walking that. in place. Yeah. Oh, he's telling her that she's so forgetful about everything. He's enjoying every second of this, seems. What? How do you know? He's got an excuse for everything. The guide told mm -hmm. us where the, the, the jewels are. Whoa. Accusing her of being absent-minded. Very classic abusive behavior. All he wants to see are crown jewels. Okay, we got a little under lighting to make mm. make him look. Uh, oh, this a bit has more been in the news lately. The, the Corinor. Is that what it is? Yeah, because of the uh, what of um, the recent changing of. Oh, you know, the queen to the king. Yes, and this is a stolen jewel from India. Oh boy, they got a lot of that over there. <laughs> stolen things from Egypt, from India. Yeah. Okay, he knows obviously way too much about this jewel, these sets of jewels. He's not even reading from the guidebook anymore. It's just all from memory. How does he know all this stuff? Why is this oh, not obvious? Uh, the guide told us, remember? So I don't get it. I mean, does he? is this just to show his obsession with wealth? Or, or I mean, he's not, he's not going to come and steal these things. Is he? He he loves jewels. He knows jewels way <laughs> way more than he should. Uh, again, just 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 setting it up. Yeah, for, I can't. Uh, I can't. I don't remember these little more. details. Yeah, it'll it'll come back. To yeah. Me. But uh, we saw Joseph Cotton. I don't know his name and the his character's name, but he um, he's, he's on the scene. Him. He's following him around. He's starting to uh, make make his presence. Brian. Felt. That's his name. Brian. Brian Cameron. I guess. Nice shot. Down the stairs. Downstairs looking at the shadows coming in. Very, very classic shot. 
He's in a good mood because he can sense, he can smell her fear or anxiety, however you want to call it. He knows it's working. So do you think that he stole it from her purse at some point when she wasn't looking and that's why she can't find it? That's the only thing I could think of. And now he knows that it's gone and that she's looking for it. So he wants it back, setting it up that you are being forgetful and absent-minded. Yes. Well, we never saw how he did it, but because we... And uh, also... It makes the audience think that maybe she is being correct. forgetful and because, because it's not so clear, we haven't... We didn't start off knowing that he was the bad guy. Right. Um, we just have his... And and because how he underplays everything, we, he holds the audience... He can hold those who haven't decided yet in, in suspension. And now he's he's doing a great performance as his character, pretending that he's disappointed in her. Yet he's not at, disappointed in her at all. He's very happy that she is slowly starting. Yes, yes you can change. see how, how delight, delighted he is that she's so upset. Oh yeah, maybe he didn't even put it in. Maybe not. That's yeah. how that's how magic tricks work, yeah. right? Yep. Oh, he knows it's working. <laughs> I think any time that he knows that she's not looking at her, if you look at his eyes, mm. they say so much. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know that much about these actors, Nancy. So I'm just gonna say it. Angela Lansbury's character has been primed by uh, Charles Boyer to do anything she can to uh, confuse Nancy. No, sorry, to con Nancy's Angela Lansbury to confuse. Um, Ingrid Bergman, Paula. Mm. Um, so she said, make sure there's fire. And she says, you already told me that. So I, I think, mm. you know, before we meet Angela Lansbury's character, he's already told her, these are the things that you got to do. I don't know, because this is, this is, it's, how much is it just her wanting to please him and setting her up indirectly for that? I don't know if there's a, um, I don't know if there's a you don't conspiracy. Think, you don't explicit about no. it? No. I mean, that's that's my impression right now. I could be persuaded. But, um... I think it happens too many times to be a... It's a, it's a perfectly good argument. Uh, it just seemed that the... Well, from... Based on... If I'm seeing what what is real, like, if I'm, if I'm not seeing anything that's not... If I'm not... <laughs> if all the scenes of them interacting are being shown, and there's now other scenes, like you're saying, then I saw a little connection between Nancy and uh, Charles Boyer's character. Greg. Gregory. Um, master. So, the master, yes. I saw a little tension between them, and maybe he knows he can exploit that somehow, With uh, and the result of that would be furthering to gaslight um, Paula. 
Yeah. So it, I could go either way on that, but maybe maybe there's something to that. Uh, so Joseph Gotten is now talking to the true crime lady. Brian. Brian Cameron, yeah. Uh, I think May, Miss Thwaites, I think that's that's her character name, Miss Thwaites. Um, he happens to be talking to the perfect person yeah. to get information been, about yeah. you know, who, who's living at this place. Yeah. She's quite a convenient character. In yes. This. Very helpful for the audience. Right. She knows a lot. Uh, she tried to leave, and now... She's second guessing. She can't think of anything. I feel like uh, Nancy's got to uh, have been primed. It's possible. Questions. It's possible, but I also think that if she's if she's jealous, if she's decided, oh, I'm gonna make a grab for the, the master. master, right? Because she was doing her hair. She, exactly. She, she, she exactly. likes them. So yeah. she. That's just that could be something that's happening independent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or because of that, she's more willing to push uh, yes. Paula in that direction. Yeah. If she thinks that there's a chance with her and the master, she's not going to make it any life any easier for Paula. Yeah. I think she might be my favorite character. Mrs. Uh, Thwaites. Thwaites. Miss Thwaites. 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 Nice uh, tracking shot. Oh. Scotland Yard. So, this is exactly how people talk to each other when they're talking about uh, cases. Ten years, we found out. Ten years. So, 1885, then. Yeah, it yeah. And that is uh, 45... Uh, almost 60 years prior mm -hmm. to when it came, the movie came out. Mm -hmm. She's looking into the death of the singer because he saw uh, Paula and she looks so much like her right. aunt. That guy's trying to gaslight uh, Mr. Cameron here. Right. Well, that's... But not on purpose. It's, not, it's a different that's situation. The, that's, that's the bad usage. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's where I can... Uh... I'm overusing it. <laughs> now we're starting to make some connections.
This guy's realizing he's probably talking too much. <laughs> Why was there no information about Jules in the files? Right. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this, but now that you're mentioning it, there's some weird things going on. I don't know about these weird things, but we're going to just forget about it and it's not yeah. worth pursuing. It's 10 years old. We got new murderers to find. So, do we know what uh, Brian, what his, he's just showed up because he wanted some information? He, they said he's the assistant of that guy with the fancy mustache. Okay. Um, so, I guess he works there, the commissioner. Works. We just saw it on the door. He works for the commissioner. He works Scotland, for the commissioner. Yeah. Scotland area. Yeah. That's convenient. Right? Right. Wait a minute. I just got an idea. You could help me. Benedict Cumberbatch right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. If this is call. remade, we got to get him in that room. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He has the power to place cops. Well, here again, we've got people with power using the their their tentacles to further their own. Uh, oh, here, nice uh, wind up organ. That's Just not that's not what it sounds like, but <laughs> what it looks like. <laughs> this is a this is the uh, the score. Um, yeah, we mentioned the composer Milos. And now I don't know. Ruska. Who the composer actually is? A music. Oh, sorry, Bronislaw Caper, right? Yes. Bronislaw yes. Caper. I'm I misquoted in the beginning. Um, we haven't heard that much music yet. It's been all sort of just the incidental music. Yeah, and there there's a lot of times where they're just talking and there's nothing. Nothing. Fact, that was one of the things I wanted to pay attention to. Right. Is how often is there actually music? Yeah. Playing not very often. Talking. Not much at all. So yeah. it'd be really easy to rip out the music <laughs> and put in your own music. That's true. Ouch. wants her to call the maid to work on the fire. He doesn't want her to do it herself. I have never seen that before, uh, where you pull a cord in the side of the room, and that's where the maid... I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I guess that's pretty common, but I haven't watched any of these like um, TV shows that have historical stuff like that, so maybe that's... that's uh, that's pretty common, I think, with people who had money in a big place. Right. So there's a string system to a bell that goes to the a kitchen bell. or something. and They have to hear the bell. Right, and they can see, oh, this is the room right. where the bell came from. I think I need one of those. Yeah. It would just be for myself, though. <laughs> but I didn't want to ring her. You made me yeah. ring her. That's the, the thing about this. That's very, unfortunately, that's very common in relationships mm -hmm. where uh, it's not, it's not a healthy thing where you, you are, once you go outside of your double, you kind of use the outside world to manipulate what's going on with each partner. 
and he's very clearly um I don't want to say hitting on Nancy yeah. but he's he's say that he's, he's complimenting that. her yeah right in front of his wife yeah and again we see a gas light a gas uh, lamp being lit anything I can do sir looking right mm -hmm. at Paula I'll help you out in any way I he think... always talks about working but we never see him working he's just no. reading a magazine he's uh apparently a very accomplished accompanist that we've never seen him practicing or rehearsing. He's just been at house, at his house. Just hanging out. At her house. Yeah. There you go. It's explicit. Here we go. Bringing what? Hallucinations, practically? He's, he is redirecting. The problem is not what you said. The problem is what you didn't say. Or the problem is how you said it. Or the problem is, uh, what did he say? You're seeing things. You're imagining things. Mm -hmm. The problem is that you're not accurate in your... Perception of reality. Perception, yes. And, uh, oh, this is a, this is. Wait. Hmm. She wants to see Miss Thwaites, but there was. There was a look from Nancy. Yes. Yeah. Maybe this is the first recognition of suspicion that she has toward him. Maybe. We've already, she's already just told us that she doesn't feel good around Nancy. That's, we didn't know that explicitly until she said it. every line i almost want to like go back and read this watch the scene again because there's so many things yeah there's a lot going on uh just tell her you're not feeling tell tell miss thwaites the the lady of the house is not feeling well but i wanted to see her well why didn't you say that mm. it's like every step mm -hmm. everything is like breaking down her brain i think this is probably uh those kind of dynamics are very much um prevalent in plays where you've got all you have is, I mean, you have a little bit of physicality, but you have just the dialogue and that dialogue is revealing things. So there's clearly a power dynamic going on in a, in a triplet. Well, he's practicing at least. Yeah, he's finally playing. <laughs> We're going out tonight. You gotta, you gotta get dressed. Hmm. Now she's questioning herself. Yes, he exactly. Yeah, you see that. Him. Yeah. Oh, and look at his face. He's like, oh, that was 
God, fantastic. I didn't even have to do anything. You yeah. can see it in his eyes. Yeah. He's so pleased with himself. Yes. Oh, that's a benefit because we're in Strauss's time, so we can hear the the, the tunes of the day. Mm -hmm. I think there was something in the trivia about like that song had or that opera or whatever had like just been released right. at that time. Yeah. So this is all another part of the gaslighting of like. Oh, I'm so trustworthy. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you something that you want. I'm making you so happy. So she trusts him even more. But then he's going to yeah. tear it all down later. I mean, it's... She's... After that, a, a little bit of suspicion, you can see she's like, okay, she's back. This is... There, this is... She literally says, you're the kindest man in the world. Except <laughs> all these other things that he's been doing... All of a sudden, be, you know, it's it's all relative. Yeah. If if the bar is set super low, you do one nice thing and you're the best man in the world. Mm-hmm. Nice shot. Mm-hmm. Nice profile of both. And she knows it already. This is the first time we've seen her singing. Yeah. Since... Before the beginning, yeah, she's clearly happy. People only sing. This is happy. this sort of. It's a little too much. It's a little too over the top. Yeah, I mean, emotionally, like. Classic abusive behavior there. What's that? <laughs> no, you go first. I just said this is like your classic abusive uh, waves where it's up and down. Mm -hmm. Or I shouldn't say abusive, even though that's what it is. It's, it's more like destructive. It's destructive yeah. thoughts. Oh, funny enough, this reminds me. Okay, so let's just, this is a, a missing portrait or a missing picture. Yeah, he looked up, he saw the portrait was missing, he's like, uh, why didn't you put it back? And he's accusing her of doing it. After she just did, she just felt so good about not being crazy. These are the closest shots we've seen yeah. in the whole movie. We're getting it's the really emotional uh, apex. So there's a there's a couple scenes or maybe just one scene in the movie The Maltese Falcon oh, I that, still need to see that. that features a blank space there mm, mm -hmm. and nobody has ever been able to really like say what's going on in that I know there's been discussions about it really um, they don't talk about it in the movie they don't talk about it in the movie oh fascinating and that's John Huston's first movie so it could have been like a mistake it could have been something <laughs> weird like um, but this is clearly a part of the yeah, the plot. Well, and you know, if you've seen this more than once, as soon as he gets up and it talks to her about something missing, you see it in the background. If you know that it's there, you can see it in the background of that shot the whole time. Hmm. So he knows 
the cook didn't do it. <laughs> but he brings her up anyway to prove, hey, well, she didn't do it. How many people? Yeah, we're going to do this step by step. Uh, oh, she's a religious lady. <laughs> this is, might not be as relatable to today's audiences. Not most, no. We gotta get Nancy, we gotta get the other person. Of course. Well, it was gonna be Nancy in the room the whole time anyway. And now he, this is his way of, of including the other staff members by fully displaying her uh, emotional instability in front of them. Yeah, so they can see it. They see staff. how she's going crazy. Everything, having the scenes filled with so many things on the walls and everything just makes it feel more claustrophobic. Mm, very much. It's a lot of uh, vertical lines. Mm. Oh, she sort of gives a side glance. To, yes, a side uh, glance. Why would I want to take it down? It's communicating without saying anything. The only thing that's missing is, like, them winking at each other. Exactly. <laughs> He's making such a huge deal of a missing picture. Well, that's his device. Yeah. Here's some score. He's, did he say, go find the picture and put it back? Well, she, like, she... If she, assuming she didn't do it, she doesn't know where it is, but she's no. walking up the stairs anyway. He seems to think that he's... She'll find it if she looks in a spot where he thinks she's going to look, is what yeah, I Yeah, this is an interesting... So she, she sees it behind... I think we get a little bit of an explanation here, right? She finds it. She's like questioning to herself, did I know where it was? But she went to it. It was found there before. What's the history there? Mm. Did Why we know that? No. Why was it found there before? Who put it there? What, like, what, the, so it's been, this is the third time that this has happened. Hmm. Like, yeah, I want to know and what. Is it, is it, was it when... Was it was it when Alice Alquist was there, or right, was when it, she was a child, right? Or was it was that it when they were living here? It's not right, clear. We don't right? know. Okay. But if you know she was around when it was found there, it's logical that she would go there. Correct. But then you know, uh, there's no way though, if it was from that time, that he would have planned this out murder the aunt and then wait 10 years and then or maybe that's that is what's going on murder the aunt then wait 10 years and murder not murder but somehow use 
Well, that, yeah, I don't know about the picture being found there behind the statue, but yes, that is what's going on, is that he's basically, you know, again, spoiler alert for the end, uh, he was trying to get the jewels, he ended up killing her, and he didn't get ever, he didn't ever get the jewels, so now he wanted to figure out a way to come back to get the jewels. This whole thing is about him getting jewels. That's the literally jewels. all about Are the jewels in there now? He doesn't know exactly where they are. Okay. And so... Oh, sh just you just see their shadows. Lovely, lovely shot the right there. So beautiful. That's a lovely shot. The 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 thing is that the the missing a uh, portrait or picture is locking her in. The missing picture. It's not clear how when that was set up and if it was set up for this explicit purpose. But he, he's obviously exploiting that now, knowing that she's found. There's they found things there before, or maybe they found the the right. portrait there before. So there's that, some there's some history. The only thing I could think of is that in the months that they've been living there, he he's done this a couple of times. Maybe before. that's that's a yeah. that's a very good explanation. Ooh, all of a sudden, Nancy just appears in the mirror. Mirrors are really big in this movie, I think. He's telling his maid what to do. <laughs> wow. Wow. Little lean in. Wow, she caught him by surprise. Yeah, he was not expecting that. <laughs> he likes it. That's why I don't know if there was how much. Oh, this is it. So this is one of the first scenes I think I saw, and the the fog in Very London. Misty. Um, the gaslight in the front. Yeah, it is just a beautiful shot filled with mystery. Um, you know, it's it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like a painting and it, yeah. it looks like a a dark painting and knowing the the, the storyline there's murder involved it's uh, nefarious people doing nefarious things oh, that's yeah, what lurks hiding. in the corners literally lurking in the corner in the shadows there yeah in case somebody's following him Oh, it's a bit out of focus. I wonder yeah. if that was on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it, it works. What even if it even if it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, close. Now we've got thing. we've got our gnome de plume. Plume. No, that's a fake name. What the? What is the real name? I can't remember. <laughs> gnome de truth. Uh, veritas. Gnome de veritas. No, I don't know. We're, so yeah, we're starting to see. So the the light was dimming, the light was dimming. But and you earlier, know, we had just seen another scene outside. There's no way that that we would know, as a viewer for the first time, that that it was actually dimming, right? I mean, that's uh, not. No, I think I think that you see the flame get smaller. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And she notices it. Yeah. She can tell. But that doesn't. I mean, that we would never think that that's being controlled by anybody. No, no. But she's. 
it's it's an external thing that's not him. Right. From her he, viewpoint. And we saw him leave. We saw him leave, right? It's like, how right. was the light changing? Earlier, we had heard footsteps above. Right. That's right. all going to come back. Right. right. Um, nice piano. I have to say uh, about Nancy, like, she has so much, like, modern feminine agency. Yeah. You know, she's, she's... We recognize that. An independent woman. Yes. And she's very clearly, like... I, I like to have fun with the yes, boys. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. And in, Uncommon in, in, in a way that, that is surprising to Charles Boyer's character and also intriguing. Oh, yeah. oh he might like yeah, that. Yeah. So we're getting this is some event. This musical is a... uh, performance. She is done up. Mm. Uh, he wants to sit next to uh, Paula, but nope, she's sick. They're not coming. How disappointing. Poor Brian. It's just going to have to wait a little longer. Another very beautiful white dress. This time looks like a wedding dress. Yeah. Boy, women had to do a lot to... There's probably a girdle underneath. Ugh. She's a very tiny waist. Fancy, fancy dress. In this exquisite room. Yeah. It's just... it. It's... Um, yeah, it makes you feel a little claustrophobic. So he sent a note saying that she's sick. But... She didn't get them enough. She... She has no idea that he, he sent that. Oh, she does. She knows. Oh, yeah, but she's changed her mind. That's right. She's stepping out. That's the other thing. Just being forced to be in a space for so much time yeah. makes you go crazy in and of itself. Yeah. He did Ooh, not expect that. Yeah. She's she's getting some strength. He's got to think quick. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Wait, what? <laughs> she left. <laughs> oh, it's right there. She's hoping he'll come with her. I'm such a good man. Now she's surprised. Did not expect him to come. But looks like she's a little relieved. Like, okay, if I just do what I want to do, everything will fall into place. Now he's got to think yeah, he double. He himself time. Now she's surprised. <laughs> cool. Did I stutter? <laughs> Get me a cab, woman. He's mine. 
you can't have them. Yeah, she was not prepared at all for that. No. To come back. She just caught everyone off guard. And she is very pleased with herself on that one. Always getting an idea. (laughs) I can tell by the camera. Yeah. (laughs) He is also very pleased with himself. Yes. That's how they called for cabs back in then, back in 1885. Oh, yeah, I remember this scene. <laughs> She's going to the palace. She's just spilling everything yeah. on her brain to this yeah. random cop. And, of course, this is the cop from before. He's been uh, oh. positioned here in this neighborhood right. now. Oh, they have a relationship. Uh, a I think he's been there a while, so, yeah. yeah, they know each other. They've... Yeah. It's it's the type of thing where people would question, is this noir? Is this film noir? And one of the definitions of noir is, noir is that the you know that I've heard is that the characters are all sort of there's no like good characters nobody's like mm. a good guy, and that's definitely true in this except for for uh, Ingrid Bergman's character I think you right. and Joseph and, Cotton right right so that those would be the you know the reasons against this being a noir I think there's noir elements to it they all have you know levels to their personalities yeah. and yeah yeah. So he is he's sitting next to a woman that somebody's trying to set him up with, but he wants to sit that... next to this other lady. Miss Anton. Oh, they have arrived at the performance and nobody expected it. Oh, oh. she lost her program. <laughs> so I any... think we need to have a party where we are required to dress like this. Yeah. Seems kind of odd that like all of a sudden we're just gonna stop the musical performance and walk you and that was very well timed. Yeah, a very uh, loud conversation. Very fortuitous. <laughs> Nobody minds. All right, get the line of shots. No, uh, there's no Brian in the background. No label on the piano. I don't know what it is. It's not a Bluthner. Hmm. Telling us that he's playing Beethoven. Piano sonata number eight. Pathetic. There's an interesting quality to the lens. Um, whatever's not in focus or not in the center usually yeah. is, even if it's supposed to be kind of in focus, it's a little fuzzy. It's yes. a little. It, it's got an interesting look to it. Do you think that? I mean, how much do you attribute that to the original and or the transfer? I think it's the original. I think it's the way the lenses and the cameras. I'm not enough of a lens nerd to know, but I think it's something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So he he felt he knew that he needed to look back at Brian (laughs) for some reason, even though he wasn't in his line of sight at all. I think uh, I don't know how he's getting suspicious. (laughs) I don't know what kind of. room slash building this is but clearly big enough to host a a soiree 
It doesn't seem like the acoustics would be all that good, but maybe they are. Looks like almost like greenhouse. I mean, there's yes, literally plants everywhere. Plants everywhere. It is a little confusing. Yeah. And that piano definitely uh, sounds better than it looks. Uh, that's just based not really okay. on anything. But uh, of course, it's not the piano they played. It's a piano from 1944, a little bit before. Mm. But that sounds like a big piano. The piano itself in there sounds a little more rinky-dink. Or it looks a little more rinky-dink. Uh-oh. So this was his plan, then. He if, figured if, out. If you're going to go out, I'm going to make you think that you're crazy, somehow. Something's missing. Something's going to be, be missing. your fault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't even say... All he said is, my watch yeah, is missing. And the first thing she thinks of yep. is, he's blaming me. It must be my fault. Yeah. Yeah, she's keep it together performance he said four words and she has gone into a tizzy <laughs> and now yeah grabbing his purse grabbing her purse i don't know what i said oh and the music the piano music yeah is perfectly yes, matched to the tension yeah like, you don't even think, you're not even conscious of the fact that this is diegetic music, so something that's happening in the scene. Because hmm. you're so used to just hearing music right. like this. Well, that's, I like this, I like this element of music in this movie that they withhold it. Because it's about musicians, sort mm -hmm. of peripherally, they withhold it from the, you know, the normal things. Mm -hmm. They just include it in, at uh, dramatic parts. It, it is quite effective, I think. Yeah. It's, it, there's, it, there's an extra layer of moodiness because of that. Oops. Oh, the rest of the room is... Oh, she's crying. She can't hold it together. She's disrupting the performance. No, you cannot disrupt a performance of Beethoven. <laughs> there are so many background actors in this scene. Yeah. Th that is something... There's nothing incredibly interesting going on. They're doing a good job, but, like, I can't help but think about, you know, who are these people... Uh, is this what they did for a living? What was that mm. day like? You know, the, to get all these people together must have been an insanely... The logistics are just crazy. Yes. It must have been a multi-day shoot. Well, this is, I think, the advantage of when they had uh, studio, studio systems making movies. When you had... When it, the movies were made by studios rather than producers, it, you could easily get a room full of people. It's just, mm. oh, no, we'll just, like, you know. Yeah. Call in group number three, four D, and they'll show up. My own house. He called it my own house. Yeah, when it's hers, clearly. Yeah, wouldn't be there if it wasn't for her. Mm -hmm. There she asks it straight up. She's mm. putting it all together. Yeah. You can tell because she's pointing to her sample. She's thinking, no, it was even before the brooch. It was the letter. He's like, what? 
That was when he reacted so insane. Uh. His eyes. He's very quick. Yeah. He comes up with these lies so fast. Well, that's that's what's kind of unfortunate. That's the that's the scary thing about people that can gaslight is they're they're comes, good at what they it. do. Yeah. So he's telling her that his her mom died in an asylum. So her mom was crazy. At least he's uh, telling her. And so she must be crazy too. Right. Right. Um. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, of course, like psychology at this time was very Freudian and uh, it's a little still figuring things out. Yeah, yeah, they're not quite as advanced as today. Mm. <laughs> so he knows Brian was there. He recognized him from the tower, but she literally does not know. No, that she didn't know. And she, he's trying to tell her that she went because he was there now now he's we can uh oh now he... some of the paranoia we see on him he looked like he was about to get really physically violent yeah yeah you're kind of seeing him reacting to this web of lies that he's created. He's starting to unwind. Yes. Is he going to bring in the psychiatrist? Yeah, he seems French. French, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe too is the Um I mean he's a faces and shadows. Yeah. That she's going into and and a bit of uplighting again here, I think, yeah. Uh make it more creepy, scary. Oh, now you see somebody in the We the, saw them before. The, oh you I did th I think when they went home we saw this hat, this okay. top hat in the in the shadow. So yeah. Very voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. Watching This is um I mean not by now we've seen this this sort of foggy shot of the outside, what, two or three times already? It's the second, yeah, yeah, a few times. Mm -hmm. It's the second night, I think, but the third time we've the seen it. The third time we've seen yeah. it. You can do a lot with uh, shadows. And, uh, and this... Oh, this is so good. This is another thing that has stuck with me the whole time. Such a beautiful shout that was. Mm. Yep. 
There's another um, movie that was shown uh, frequently by Rand Blake uh, called Spiral Staircase, which also features uh, uh, somebody wrapping a piece of wood along a fence. Ah. I feel like, you know, just like the way that I kind of spot pianos, that's what I would do with my job. If you're a cat owner and you see a cat in a movie, it's kind of like, ah, there's a cat. There's a cat. There's two cats. <laughs> two cats. I wonder if it was like, is there a purpose? Is there a reason behind that? He dropped his cigarette and we get, uh, because we dissolve to a new shot of a cigarette. Is that a new cigarette or the same cigarette? Oh, sorry. Yes. It's the same cigarette. Just a little bit later. Interesting that they were that both. They, it they looked both... different though. Yeah, it did look a little different. I feel like it might be a different part. Like it's a new cigarette. I don't know. <laughs> I think they probably had to double double the shot. They had to probably cut and have these actors come in. So it, that's why it may they might have just had a little continuity. Well, they're talking about there. how he like went down the alleys and then disappeared. Uh, so it could be like further down the alleys. He just lit another cigarette and dropped it. Maybe it's like he's leaving breadcrumbs, but why? Like you're making it kind of a... not for himself. He knows. I don't know. Does he know that people are following him? Because I think Clearly the background is was different. I'd have to rewind it mm. to, to check. But they are clearly following him. Yeah. Because they that. know he's super suspicious. It is a little curious. You've got these French accent, Swedish accent, clearly English actor that's not even trying to, you know, put an accent on. Um, all happening in 1875 London. I mean, not really, but 18, 1885. My point is that this is a very Hollywood movie. You know, <laughs> once you once you kind of pick it apart. Uh, yes, yes. All right, so we got footsteps. She hears footsteps above. This is not the first time she's heard him. The light has been dimming. This That was not a very clear... That was a... Mm, now it... Oh. She's kind of cracking. Too much for her. Cracking a little bit. That was a very um, quick jump cut to kind of exploit her... her Franticness. Wait. She's doing it. I mean, her performance is incredible. Uh, so believable. And it's, you know, not. No wonder that she got the Academy that year. Or it's no. It's no. Um, no surprise. No surprise. Yeah. I, I should watch the other ones that were nominated. There, yeah. Because I'm re really curious. Again, though, at the same time, seeing current movies, it's so hard not to see, like, okay, it just feels a little overdramatic. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could take take old movies as a product of their time, or, okay. and, and, or take them as a, uh, a portal... Uh, into ways of seeing, but also the portal goes both ways. They can show us something about ourselves that maybe we couldn't see without it. Something that's universal. Yeah, I want to know 
you know, in 1885, is that how people reacted and acted? Is that how they talked, or Probably was not. it just the Hollywood's viewpoint? Yeah, I think that, I think know. it's more reflective of that because this is how people in the 40s thought about the people in the 1880s. Right, right. But even you know, movies that are made in the 40s that take place in the 40s are still a little overly yes. dramatic. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, this is where. The cook's deafness comes in. Right. Because she says, there are sounds, don't you hear them? Right. That's maybe why he kept her on. Right, right. Very much so. He could have even hired her. Yeah. At the time, because it was vacant for 10 years. Right. So yeah. He probably wanted to get somebody who was deaf. Yeah. That's foresight. Yeah. <laughs> well, just as much as it is planting hidden uh, landscape portraits behind the, the clock... Up, going up the stairs. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a map of trying to figure <laughs> out why would he go into this empty house? Is that is he wearing an ascot? Is that what you call that thing? Uh, either that or a scarf. Or well, a scarf. It, it looks like it could be like a morning in the morning. He's wearing a robe, so it's it's a morning ascot. Morning scarf? I don't know, um, a breakfast ascot. <laughs> Is that Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. He looks less like him without the hat. He talks like, um... Jimmy Fallon. Interesting. I could kind of see that. He's like Jimmy Fallon stretched out a little bit. No, maybe. like his voice to me reminds oh, me. Oh, he sounds like Yeah, that. yeah. Maybe not. Now I want to hear him do that voice. <laughs> you know how Jimmy Fallon talks like with his nose clenched off? It's mm. kind of it's, it's like that. Kind of like that. Master told Nancy that Paula might be going away for a long time. So he's very clearly American. <laughs> Living in London, right? Yes. It's like, I can't do an accent. I'm just going to be an American. I mean, okay. yeah, exactly. I do like Joseph Cotton a lot. What else has he been in that you can think off the top of your head? The See? Third Man... Um, he's been in pretty much anything with Orson Welles, like Citizen uh, Kane. Citizen yeah, Kane. Yeah. He was part of that theater troupe that with Orson Welles. Uh, I I first saw him in, in Third Man, but whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, it's, I mean, he was a big actor. He's, this is clearly like a big role. Yeah. And they don't really care that he's not British at all. They're just like, yeah, it's Brian. We'll just have Brian do it. Brian Cameron, two first names. <laughs> Trying to distract herself from him. Can't get that out of his head or out of her head. Of course, it's got to be out of focus to make her right. know, add yeah. to her. Yeah. Now we've got music. This is one of the rare times we've got uh, a score happening underneath. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, under 
underpin the the drama. And here we have another scene. It's it's sort of like um, I, well, I mean, it makes sense if it's a you know mystery. It we return to the same sort of shot, the same sort of setup, the fog. We're gonna see that he's doing this regularly. Yes. And he he knew he saw him leave, so he's like, now's my chance to go right. talk to her. Okay, if this guy came and said all that, <laughs> I'd be like, no, dude, you this, you can't force yourself in. Like, clearly, we, we know as an audience that he means well. Oh, yeah. But everything he's saying is so suspicious. Yeah. You don't, you don't let somebody in who's talking like that. This is super creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's, he's kind of walking in like he owns the spot, doesn't he? Yeah. Now this changes everything. <laughs> the missing club. Ah. Well, she has to now. But boy, he sure just barged in. He barged in. He knew he had the, the, the glove so he could kind of... I just feel like you could, you could, um, you could say, I have this glove from the doorway. <laughs> that would have been a little bit yeah. more polite. You could trust me. I'm cool. <laughs> I was a fan of your mother, your aunt. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been more of a preamble. And we, and we have more score now. It's like the score is kind of. We need it at certain times. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. I do obviously urge people to watch this at the same time because there's a lot of times of silence when we're not talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's curious, though, about, like, reaction videos. Is, are you watching right. the thing? Are you watching the reaction? Are you watching both? Are you... Um, what's the level that you're watching this and that? Yeah. I don't know. It's impossible to know in real time. Oh, so... Oh, see. here's the second... Second, uh... Oh, it's at least the third, I think. The third? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah seeing the gaslight dim... They, she did talk to the cook about the, the light, the, how much gas is in the pipes, and she, the, the cook said it's going to get better. So that was maybe an explanation of why it's happening. Mm. You see it too? <laughs> yes. I'm not crazy. A crucial conversation. Mm -hmm. We're starting to put their puzzle pieces together. Yes. Oh yes, of course. We so we needed those those repetitions to get in the to show the the habit. The correct. Yes.
I like this shot right behind the couch. There's like a wave that's cutting off a, a third of the a third of the shot, and you just yeah. see her face and his body and yeah. face. Wonder so it's so like she's hiding herself. She's like mm -hmm. she doesn't feel comfortable uh, talking about this, but she right. knows that like oh wait you see I'm not yes. crazy yes yes and she's like putting it together. I needed somebody else to validate yes uh, that he goes out. This thing happens. There's a it's pattern. An interesting here. decision to do it behind the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he tell you to be quiet? This, this this scene this when she's saying this no I don't know who's up there like it's it's taken her so long to put it all together it I it pains me to say this but I feel like she's kind of an idiot <laughs> and well it's not nice to say that but like you know she has to be a certain level of something not not dumb you know it, again it has to be overly drama dramatized yeah. to 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 have the plot. But it's like, it just feels a little unrealistic to me. There's a lot of that. And that's where like that and like all of his overreactions feel yeah. felt comedic to me. I see. Like I it see. just feels so unrealistic that you wouldn't catch on to all those little things. Yes. I think, I mean, for me, for me, and I think for a lot of people, especially at the time, like you just have to buy into her. Right. You know, she's pure. Mm -hmm. She's not... Uh, yeah, once you start questioning it, then yeah, a lot of a, a lot of stuff can fall apart. Totally different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we found a you know little more. We're putting yeah, like you said, we're putting the pieces together. Uh, the audience is putting the pieces together rather. Mm -hmm. Now we've seen him for the first time. Now we know. Now we know. Now we know he's the bad looking. guy. Mm -hmm. Which is which checks out because we've got you know basically a quarter less than a quarter of a movie left so they've been there for all these weeks and months he's not going through that attic area um in an organized fashion which bothers me <laughs> bothers my ocd he's right taron drawers apart right. he opens this random drawer he finds a knife yeah he holds it suspiciously right. and he just stabs a chair like he, he didn't go looking for a knife he just no oh, i have a knife i'll go stab this yeah, chair. it's like, it's like all over the place yeah yeah it, it did seem a little impulsive Right. Considering how uh, much he relies on strategy and planning. Right. It's a little all over the place. Yeah. He's like, screw it. I'm going to break into his desk so I can find some uh, some evidence. Missing gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is another... This is something else that is not necessarily a, a good thing where you have got... Um, the only person that can solve the, the, the crime, not she, she would be lost if it was not for the outside mm -hmm. guy, American, mm -hmm. <laughs> comes My in, man. and it was on the right night, too. So she's learned that yeah, it was a letter. Yeah, she's getting caught up rather quickly. She's taking it pretty good, considering. Look at her collars. That like scalloped. Uh, yeah. yeah, all the way down the back. Not fancy. 
He thinks she knows too much, but clearly she doesn't because she can't figure it out. Um, That's one of the reasons why I feel like this could, should be remade these days. And, you know, maybe the new one addresses these things, but I feel like there's a way to do it that maybe in modern days feels a little bit more realistic. Right. Yeah, that's where true. She doesn't need the man to figure right, it out. Right, for sure. That would be the, 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 that would be the good, the remake uh, objective. The objective right, would right. be to make her do it on her own. Now, uh, I just had this thought. She, Ingrid Bergman, I believe, had an affair with um, the filmmaker Rossellini, mm-hmm. and then uh, the daughter is from them. Oh, okay. Because they look so Ingrid similar. Oh, who is her daughter? Uh, from uh, not Twin Peaks, from uh, Blue Velvet. Oh, Rossellini. Yeah, Isabella Rossellini. Isabel- yes. Isabella Rossellini. I think that's her daughter. I think so. I think you're right. I think I did just read that, actually, yeah. And she got a lot of crap, uh, Ingrid Bergman did, for for having an affair because uh, he was married. Or she was married. One of the... They were... Either they both were married or one of them was married. Anyway, that wasn't the thing that Hollywood people could do yet. Now they can. It's acceptable. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's something that's, you know... People don't depend on their Hollywood stars for monogamy anymore. Yeah, she fell in love with him, left her husband, and her daughter. Yeah. Oh, Isabella Rossellini is a twin. Oh, wow. Isota Rossellini. Interesting. Right, so they're in the attic now, right? I sort of missed a little bit of this. Yeah, we were talking. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the guy. He's getting ready to leave. Oh, he sees a sparkle. How did he not see the sparkle before? Oh, he's by himself. He's just about to. So he's about to leave. Okay. Yeah. He's like, all right. You know, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't. Just one more. Anymore. One more glance back. Probably nothing, but here's a sparkle. Oh, and the portrait is perfectly placed right there on the side because that is going to play an important role in mere seconds. <laughs> the jewels. He found the jewels. But didn't he... Uh, maybe not. I thought that maybe he looked at that dress before, but I guess not. Mm. It's always jewels. Right? What's with the... That's the other thing. It's like, he went through all of this for some friggin' jewels. Mm-hmm. I guess they're worth a lot. They were stolen uh, yeah. from somewhere else. They're worth a ton. But, like, boy, greed will make people do crazy things. It's It's not... Uh, it's not something I would expect out of a, an accompanist. <laughs> right, a piano, a pianist. <laughs> I just realized the pattern on the dress, well, not only is it the same pattern in the portrait, but it's the same pattern on the wallpaper at the beginning. Ah, uh, there the you go. Yes, that's right. Which the is wallpaper. a very feminine Yes, shape. it is. Yes, that's right. Very good. That is what people should come away from this knowing. Patterns. That pattern in the beginning is yeah. is important. This is why you gotta watch movies more than once. Yeah. Um, some people like to just have a movie on. I I I I can say that I'm sometimes one of those people. Um, sometimes I just like. There's sometimes I like watching movies that are not like considered art movies. Uh, I didn't start doing this until recently, but like, just kind of like 
comic book type things just mm -hmm. to like know the plot oh this this is happening to this person okay like i get it things you've seen before or not or not it doesn't have to be like horror movies that's uh, that's how I, I the criterion had this thing uh they, they had like 30 horror movies and i just watched all of them and i just like got into it because i didn't care that much about catching every little detail just i just wanted to mm -hmm. see like what happened and what sort of like you know what were the death scenes what were like the the special effects um so i think you can watch movies that way you can watch movies like we're watching it right now like after multiple viewings and trying to kind of like decipher more and more about it that's of course a lot of fun i'm very curious about this door that he just opened first of all why is he coming back through the attic door when he was gonna go out the window in the attic but also What's the point of having that extra door in front of the door with just like boards when he could just go? I I don't know. That something didn't seem right. Yeah. With that. Well, I I don't know, but it seemed like maybe that was the first time he he did this maybe. move because he had already found it. So he's right, like, right, right. But like, oh, okay, I can come and maybe it's just a a directing decision. I guess I didn't really understand why they put that fake door on in the first hmm. place okay so brian is hiding around the corner waiting for him to come back that way because he thinks he he's going to but when you go out a certain way come back right 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 oh his his desk has been busted oh is that because that brian was there he, right? yeah he jimmied it open that's right yeah with that brian damn it brian i think it's funny that that his name is Brian for some reason. I know. It seems like so unassuming, so <laughs> nerdy, so I don't know, something. Maybe because of the life of Brian, he <laughs> just has that association now. Have you watched that movie recently? No, I haven't. Oh, I, I, somebody somebody was, else was talking about it. Like We, we watched it not that long ago. It's okay. so good. So low, man. She is pissed. Yeah, and now we see... The, the lines around her are a little bit maybe horizontal instead of vertical. I don't know if that's a thing. Or the, right in front of her, there was yeah. something, yeah, not yeah. in the shot. But man, she had a good look in her Yeah, eyes. she did. Well, we didn't pause once, which a little surprised me. We only got 13 minutes left. You thought we were going to pause? I did. I thought I was going to have to pee. <laughs> in my room I have something to show you Ooh, you could hear some breathing hmm like, you don't phase me I, mm -hmm. I have proof you have no power over me <laughs> <laughs> look at his face Oh, yeah. Looking down. He still thinks he has control. Yes. He's and that's, standing in front that's of the him. great thing about when you have performances, when you have two amazing actors playing off each other and can just watch it over and over again. They had a different use of pronouns back then. She says, it wasn't me, it was he. Hmm. And then earlier she said something about like I, and nowadays we would say me. Hmm. Right. So maybe that's the. Change. Maybe that's the. That's how people talked in 1885. <laughs> they. I don't. Or maybe that's how they talked in 1944. Right. 
she was like, I'm going to just tell him, the man, the man who came to see me, I'm going to tell him everything because I know. <laughs> oh, she's not helpful. And how did that work? She just, he just came in. I forget how he slipped past her. Or is she, is she? No, she, she knew. I think, yeah, she's lying. Oh, she's lying. I think. Now. Because he told, he told her. Maybe. We don't know. She's like, uh, We don't know who's here. telling anything. Right. She's not helping her mistress. Hmm. You bitch. Hmm. Nope, sorry, you're not going to get saved in this last yeah. moment. You're you need to stretch it out a little bit more. <laughs> one last Yeah, one last feeling. attempt. Yeah. I liked you, Elizabeth. I don't like you anymore. Ooh! Looking at him. Glad I knew you. Wow. Falling back into it. Dream, dream, dream. <laughs> yeah. Dream. Mm. Nice. This is like a, a beautiful duet. Just talking at each other, but to themselves, and yeah. What? <laughs> and finally, the White Knight. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say I'm Brian. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Brian here. Let the men sort this out. Mm -hmm. Like a child. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. We're going to talk about your mental health amongst <laughs> ourselves. You can't be a part of this. Yes. Well, that was definitely... That was still, still common up till, you know, pretty recently. Yeah. Still is coming. Yes, yeah, still is coming. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
The missing gun was set up beforehand. Whoa. But I'm ready for it. Because he knew. He's a smart man. Smart American man. <laughs> a line. I was so just going to say, I mean, there is got to be a fight scene, right? Yeah. She sees the gun on the floor. It got dropped, but she won't pick it up. Nice shot. <laughs> oh, they were canoodling. So you in the background, you can see Nancy saying something, but there's no audio. No, I really yeah. want to know what she was saying. Yes. <laughs> That's great. There's no music. No music. Nothing. This whole time. Yes. That's what's so weird about it. <laughs> Hello. I'm just going to walk in. <laughs> to the murder house. She seemed very happy to just... Oh, she's so excited that yeah. there's activity going on yeah. there. But she knocked. She tried to be polite. Yeah. Nobody's there, so I'm just going to walk in. I need to get all the main characters together. Yeah, right. So she has she has gathered the, uh, the, the confidence mm -hmm. to go check out what's going on up there. Because we hear nothing. There's no activity going on. No. They're... Oh, you see Brian. She's going to have years of therapy. He's not letting her go in. Oh, he is letting her go she, in. Well, she persisted, so... I see, I see. He's a nicer guy than... He, this guy, would not have let her in. Wow. Sure, but he's all tied up. That was fast. Tied up, yeah. Fast and quiet. He's an expert at... Yeah, we need that scene at the end for, you know, confirmation and try to pack everything up, put it away. So we got to have the reveal, the, the ultimate truth-telling. Oh, <laughs> tables have turned. Oops. Mid, basically, to the left. Yes. He's going to try everything he can. Everything. To bite your ear off. <laughs> now she's high, and she's got That's the control. Right. Yep. First time, probably, in the whole movie that that's yep. happened. Yep.
no, there's a knife there. It's like, stabbed a chair, and then I just put it back nicely. <laughs> What you got in her mind? You're crazy. Well, what's this? Mm. And she's finally in control. Referencing all the things. Mm-hmm. Oh, including the brooch. I think this is the scene that won her the Oscar. Yeah. So she's saying, like, if you had just been honest with me from the beginning. Hell yes. <laughs> And he's like, I want to know what happened to Mr. Cameron. Mm, no. Brian? Yes. Please, call <laughs> me Brian. <laughs> I would be worried that he would, uh, yeah, attack her or something. Yeah, I, I think that everyone's playing this pretty uh, reasonably. Look at that glint in his yeah. eye. Mm -hmm. The only thing I would say is that if they had it from below, mm. I feel like... you. Typically, in you know, evil characters, they've got the light coming from below. <laughs> right. Even that that glint. Maybe they started doing that later in film history. He's such a gentleman, just to give it up and say goodbye. All right, cool. I lost. <laughs> I'll go to jail. Goodbye. We have more gaslight in the foreground. <laughs> give a little look at each other. Okay, so I missed it at some point, but somewhere at Nancy, Angela Lansbury had a cigarette. There was a scene with her; she was smoking yeah. a cigarette. I don't. I forgot to pay attention to that, but that scene, they had to wait until she turned eighteen to wow. film that scene. And like the day that she turned eighteen, that that day later, after they celebrated that her eighteenth birthday, they crazy. shot that scene. Wow, that seems so unnecessary. But I guess they really wanted her to have that cigarette. Like, right? Could have just done it without the cigarette, but they needed to have that cigarette. Well, because a cigarette shows that you are... Uh... You're of ill repute? Yeah, yeah. Not, I shouldn't say that. But well, according to that, that back then, yeah. Well! That's of the course. last line of the movie. She oh. has the, yeah, there's the, uh, there's the design. Tying everything together. Yep. Let's just show it to you one last time. MGM. Mugum. Just gotten. Dame May Whitty was Mrs. Thwaites. Dame May Whitty, yep. Barbara Everest was Elizabeth. Um, 
So yeah, that was uh, that was uh, super fun. You know, yeah. Short, yeah. short intro or short outro credits because all the credits were done at the beginning. Right. That's it, and that was literally the end. Boom. Is this picture here that's on Amazon Prime? Is that even from this version of? That is a good question. It looks it like neither of them. That <laughs> looks like someone found a stock photo of the other uh, of the other movie and put that's it in there. Fascinating. Yeah. I didn't even look at that before. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was. I was on when we came in, and I was yeah. just looking at it. I didn't think anything of it then, but now I'm like, neither of these characters are in it. So that must have been... The UK one. The UK version. That must be Anton's character, or the yeah. character of Well, Anton. he's got a mustache, so that makes him <laughs> creepy right off the bat. And she's got that sort of far-off look in her eyes, mm -hmm. so that must be the Ingrid Bergman character. So. Oh, fascinating. That's a big mistake on Amazon's Yeah. Part. Amazon, get your, get your pictures together. Yeah. Or not. Just don't do it. Don't, don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. Uh, well, so how did you like watching it again? I thought it was fun. Um, I It went by pretty quick, and I feel like uh, mm -hmm. it's like um, watching, another, watching a movie with another person is always fun, and it can be for this reason or for that reason. I felt like I really got a sense for the pacing watching it this way and talking about it like sort of detached from the storyline yeah. um and that's pretty much it i mean it's just sort of another another uh like another way of looking at it a a, a unique sort of like approach really i, I feel like timing kind of changes because um you're you're clearly just engaged the whole time but with what it's kind of moving around so it felt like the movie went by pretty quick, even though it was a two-hour movie or an hour and forty. Just about, hours. yeah. So I felt like it, it went by pretty quick. It was kind of like watching it from... It was kind of like a summation of all of my prior experience watching it. I was watching it for the first time, for the second time, the third time, and then this time. So Altogether. I don't know what it'll be like the next time I watch it. That That's the question. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but at this point, I feel uh, like it was uh, a good... I don't know. I, I, I wonder if I'll be more prompted to put it on. I'm sure if I, whenever I watch it, I will find some other detail though that I didn't notice about yeah. this time. So I'm looking forward to that. But I think yeah, when, when I you're had, talking had about it and when you're not talking about it, you can, and you know, you've seen it multiple times, you can look at all those other things. So I'm glad that I had yeah. at least seen it once before. Probably would have wanted to see it Maybe if this were had been my third time right. watching it, that might've been a little bit better because then I would have known the story a little bit better. But you when, know better than I did though. Well, I had seen it probably a lot more recently. It was literally just like a month ago that I had seen it. So I, it was still sort of fresh in my mind. But that being said, you know, listening to you and trying to say things myself really pulled me away from focusing on the story. And my brain is so one yeah. track anyway. Yeah, sure. Like I can really only focus on one thing at a time. Um, but, you know, I was still able to. That's why sometimes I had to sort of describe what was going on in the mm. plot for my own purposes. Sure. To sort of remind me. Do you feel like, uh, do you like watching the like audio commentary when that was a thing do you do you find that to be something you seek out i remember one time i i just was like fell asleep and the the um audio commentary for the graduate came on mm -hmm. and i woke up listening to it and i was like this is incredible like these people like they, they there was so much depth uh and i and i know it depends on who's doing it so not everyone's yeah. going to be great but i don't know if that was something that you sort of like when when DVDs first came out and audio commentaries were a thing, I was watching those. I was watching all those. Yeah. 
uh, all of the Lord of the Rings, the extended editions, and each one had four commentaries. Mm. I've watched probably all of them. Mm -hmm. I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, obviously, you know, because we've gone so far from DVDs and, and I don't watch so many DVDs anymore, uh, I haven't watched a lot of those commentaries, but I, I do love those because you just get so much good information. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found, not so much in The Graduate, but other things, like where you hear the people that made it talking about I, there's details that I kind of like appreciate more having having watched those stuff of, uh, like the sets and the lighting and maybe mm -hmm. some of the editing like that's just stuff that you ne don't necessarily uh, can't even form an opinion about. I mean, you I guess like if you have an experience editing, you can have an opinion about what, but but like hearing somebody else talk about the editing like is is a really fast way to appreciate. The editing and whatever they're doing you mm -hmm. know when they call it out so yeah explicitly yeah but i don't know i mean because because sometimes it can not necessarily ruin anything but it can make you maybe a little too aware of things when you're watching something maybe take you out of that story a little bit so yeah it can i go know both ways there are definitely people who do not want the commentaries they don't right. want to see the behind the scenes featurettes or anything like that because it takes them out of the story especially if it's something like lord of the rings when it's like, how did they do that? A special effects heavy or practical effects heavy movie, uh, they don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but man, for me, like, you know, I've always been fascinated by that stuff. That's like, I, I can't help but think of that. I didn't really talk about it a lot here, but for a lot of movies, I can't help but think about, you know, just like, how did they do that? What was the process? Mm -hmm. uh, what was going through the actors' minds mm -hmm. when they were going through that or something? Um, you know, they're there's there's so many things that i think we just didn't even touch on yeah. in this movie alone but um you know yeah this was a an interesting experiment yeah uh would you do this again sure anytime <laughs> next time you're in town yeah yeah um let's do it well i hope uh whoever watched this all the way through how many hours uh i hope you enjoyed it i hope you uh you know let me know seriously um i feel always weird saying like comment and hit that like button and subscribe <laughs> yeah. and all those things but you know it's seriously if, if this was interesting to you um if it was entertaining educational um put it in the comments uh maybe mention some other movies that you'd want us to do um because like i said just talking about movies while i'm watching them is like all my brain wants to do mm. a lot of times so you had a good time i did it was great again it was like hard to focus on the plot at the yeah. same time yeah. um ideally what i would do is i would watch it again and i would take notes mm -hmm. uh and that's why i'd be more prepared but again i had seen it not too long ago right. so right but there's a lot of movies that i've seen so many times that i could talk a lot about yeah um i think that the thing is you sort of have to ignore the plot if right. you're going to talk about it and trust yes. that like people aren't watching it for the plot they're watching right. it for the uh right the things to say about it yeah it's our it's our own commentary basically it is. it is that's exactly what we did yeah yeah, yeah. out of two completely outside unrelated or, yeah yeah unrelated <laughs> yeah. to the movie our own commentary yeah uh all right well thank you for watching and uh you know maybe we'll uh, do another one of these sometime i'll bring on some other guests so you don't see him every single oh. time well that's okay uh, the graduate you mentioned the graduate that's one of sharon's favorite movies oh, okay yeah she, ever since she was her. like 14 years old well make her watch the uh direct commentary the commentary yeah. it's really really seen. good really good commentary yeah awesome all right. Well, I hope everything recorded properly. Yeah. <laughs> That's my biggest worry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if not, whatever. We'll do yeah. it again. We'll do it again. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. And good.